Yo, 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 welcome back to the Ain't Saint podcast, everyone. We are now in episode 14, 1414, guys out there. Um, good morning, everyone. I have a guest with me today. I got Gifty here in the building. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, so guys, I got Gifty here. You know, Gifty has a unique name because I never heard of a person called Gifty. Um, actually it's very like very um common in west africa like oh really? it's like the bob of west africa like i have like two or three aunts that have my name um, well this is name. yeah fyi guys give these african right west africa stand up yes oh you know stand up. okay i like everybody from that um africa because you know there's you know east west i mean it north is, south but you know i rep the west because the west is the best okay um <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my gosh, Gifty. Wow, now you got people like, nah, it's not, nah, it's not. It's okay. It's okay. Like, we can, two things can be true at once. We can all love Africa and then say which one is the best. Why do you feel like the West is the best? Besides, you know. Okay, well, because number one, Ghana was the first West African country, well, first country in Africa to gain independence from the British. Shout out Kwame Nkrumah. Second, um, West African music has become globalized. Like other music in West Africa, in Africa in general, like I'm a piano, everything else has become like, you know, very much globalized as well in its honest way. But high life music in Ghana translating into Afrobeats in Nigeria. So Ampho Piano is like a West African? No, it's South African. So oh. you know, South African, Afrobeats Be- is like more West African. Okay. Um, and stuff like that. So so Tyla, what is, what is she like? Um, so she's south african so she's yeah so she's south african um she's a mix of a lot of different things and whatever the case may be but um that's where she's from that's where she hails you know gifty i always ask my um my guests when they come on the pod like what's up fun fact about yourself um fun fact about me yes to know gifty i'm left-handed so i guess that means like you know i think very creatively i use the right side of my brain mostly Um, okay I thought you were gonna say you a singer. Give things I mean, you can sing out here, guys. I mean, I can, but yes, I sing as well. You know, it was something I was born with. So, I like, unless like I'm in it, in it, like all my friends are very annoyed with me because I'm always singing. But like, that's just where my brain functions, and like, that's how I focus is just by singing under my breath or like out loud sometimes. No, guys, I remember I was in so, um, back sophomore year. Oh, uh, I was in the my friend. Shelda's room, shout out Shelda. And you remember how you were putting on beats, Gifty? Like Gifty was on a laptop. I think it was a laptop, and you were creating beats, and then you were gonna sing to it. Yes. Like I felt like I was on an episode of Empire. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I, I like writing music. That's the way. Like I get my thoughts out. Poetry and songwriting is like very, very near and dear to me. So like, whenever the world feels like too much, I just put on my headphones and just you know get to jamming because sometimes life be life, and then you know. So, like, it was, like, I, I would never forget that. That's one of my memories of Githy. I was, like, oh, shoot, Githy cooking it up. So, yeah. um, so yeah. Anyways, Githy, um, what happened with you this past week? Like, what has been happening with you? I've been working. Um, I'm graduating in a week. Oh, yes, guys. Gifty's graduating this Sunday, all right? Yep. She's done. Yep. Okay. I learned how to install a wig. So, you know, I've been, Period. yeah, I've been on my natural hair journey. I was like, you know what? Let me do a bust down real quick for the one, two, one, two. Mm-hmm. Do you and like then, it? Do you like it? I like it. I think like I've just been a person that like, because I've always just had access to my scalp, mm-hmm. not having a hundred percent, like 24 seven access to my scalp was a real thing. I'm in bed. I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm flipping over the way trying to scare. I'm like, right. yo, what is this? And then like the glue on my forehead, I'm like, yo. That's the reality I'm gift, like, man. It takes a lot to be a bad bitch. I'm just, mm-hmm. it, is, it is what it is. So. Okay, so you got to learn how to install a wig and you said you've been preparing for graduation and stuff. So, you know, Gifty, I never really got to talk to you about like, you know, life after graduation. Like, so what's next for you? So basically, I want to get my master's in criminology. Currently, I'm getting a degree in justice and law with a concentration in criminology. And so I want to get my master's in crim and be a criminologist. My like. I really just really love studying crime. I love studying the minds of people who commit crimes. I'm always a why person. I always like figuring out the why of certain things. So for me... You're a curious cat. Yeah, basically. And so I was like, let me figure out how to do it as a career. And here we are. Wow, Gifty. So you're, so you're going to go to grad school after? Yeah, I'm going to go to grad school. Are you going to stay in the D.C. area or...? No. So, y'all, me and Angie from New York City. Yes, Gifty representing the Bronx. The Bronx, Big DX, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm going back home. Um, I'm going to be with my sister. My sister's five. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be with her. Um, I'll be with my family a little bit. Um, so you're going to take a break for it. Oh, yeah, of course, because she's graduating early. So Yeah, I'm graduating early. So, you know, that was the only way my mom was going to let me take a break is if yeah. I if I over-exceeded in undergrad. So, you know, yeah. here we are. So I'm taking a grad semester of the the gap semester and then i'm gonna go to grad school wow so that's the plan you know i don't so guys like i don't really know like gifty too well right to be blank but i know that gifty you you had some challenges here um at school that like i know that i don't i can't say for sure but like i know you really have to push through to get to this moment you get what i'm saying so like looking back like i don't know me i'll be like damn i really like you know what i'm saying no, like, um, anybody who knows me, anybody who is my friend, anybody who is in my close circle, and sometimes even not, because I like to give my experience as, like, advice. Right. Like, college really put me through the ringer, and I think that um, a lot of people were like, college was the best four years of my life. I do not have that sentiment. Um, and it's not because, like, I didn't enjoy my time here. It's just because growing up where I grew up and growing up how I grew up, college was a means college is a means to an end you know what i mean so college is something that you get done in order to prove that you belong in the spaces that you belong in and so um when i was in college like all of i i've gone through so many interpersonal conflicts because you know people are raised by people they're raised by i've had problems with uh pro staff or whatever i've had problems with different departments i've had problems with whatever and you know you could be like common denominator in me but like I find myself to be um, a very empathetic person. So it's like sometimes it is just like the nature of the circumstance. And like, I wouldn't trade it for the world, honestly, because. So you came it, into college like I, I'm I'm here for the degree and I'm out. Yeah, that's what I. That's but what you also for. created a club. You also made friends. Gifty, you actually had a time, right? Right. So <laughs> that was the thing when I got to college, because the thing was, if you, anybody who knows me from high school, I was a type A character. I was student body president. I was a full international baccalaureate student. I was at every internship. I was doing a lot. I was like, what was doing a lot for you? Like, what is that showing? Like, what did you basically like if I had one day I had an internship on Wall Street? Mind you, I live in the Bronx. So imagine traveling from um, the Bronx to Wall Street at any given Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm my school is in the middle of the Bronx. So that means like I'm going from the top to literally the middle of Manhattan. Then the next day I have. Um, student body, um, student government meetings where I'm doing town halls on Wednesday. So like it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I always had something to do. Like literally my school safety agents would kick me out at 9 p.m. at school. They'd be like, Gifty, 
it's time to go. They know me by first name. Mind you, my school had like a lot of kids. It was six schools in one building. And I was somebody that they knew by first name, not because I was a bad kid, but because I was just always doing something at school. And I told myself like, because that's what they tell you, you got to push yourself to get in. Like, I got into a very good school. So, obviously, it paid off at the end of the day. Were you trying but, to get, a, like, were you trying to get out the Bronx environment? Like, you just felt like um, you needed to escape Gifty? Is that why you're doing all of this? Is that why, like, coming to AU was getting the degree and leaving and going to grad and stuff? Is just, What are you trying to prove? Like, what is... So, I came to the realization, like, one of the main things that I was trying to prove is basically that I'm worth it to my family. Um, my brother has been in private institutions since he was nine years old, and I've been in the public school system since I started school. And so that dynamic of like my brother being put on a pedestal kind of made me feel like if I'm forced to be in the public school system from K through 12, best believe I'm getting into a private institution. Because if I don't get into a private institution, what does that say about me versus my brother who's been in private institutions his entire life? And so I realized like my brother's not my enemy, my brother's not my competition. But when I was applying to colleges and when I was applying to college in that 12th grade mindset, I was like, yeah, I need to beat my brother. Mind you, my brother's three years younger than me. He don't even know what's going on, but it was just a personal event that I had with men and myself to be like, I need to be at a private institution because then I can compete with him. So how does it feel now that like, like you're like, like you're practically done? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, your idea with high school was to get into a private institution. You got in and now you're done. Like, how does that feel? It's a little nerve wracking because it's like, yes, it's the end of one journey, but the start of another, right? Because that's exhausting then? Because you like, okay, you like... Okay, I did this. Okay, another one. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. Because the way in which I set up my degree was I finished my degree last semester. So technically, I everything that I quote unquote need to know about being a justice and law major was completed last year. So this semester, I really focused on my music. I took a lot of different classes and vocal lessons that was an outlet for me. So this semester wasn't as stressful. So even if like, yes, I have to move on, I have to move on, I have to move on, Mm -hmm. giving myself the opportunity to just breathe into something that I'm passionate about, it made it a lot better for me in the collegiate experience in the long run. Okay, Gifty. So it's just like, is... I do feel like I hope you give yourself some props, Gifty. Like, wow, I do, I did make it. Or are you yeah, still working through that? I'm still working through that. You know, you know, it is what it is. Like when you're a firstborn daughter of a of a immigrant household, like everything that you do is an expectation. Like, oh, it's like I tell my parents that I did this. We're like, oh yeah, of course, because you're you're that good. You're like you're gifty, whatever. Like I expect this from you, and so it's like it's hard for me to give within myself. Like, hey you did graduate college like there's a lot of people that you went to school with that you know that have not had did have not done this have not did not have the courage to leave home and you know start roots in a different place and so i'm still learning and working on that okay right so yeah then i i agree with gifty i feel like because i'm also coming from an immigrant household is like that's like oh you got a good grade yeah because you're supposed to right you know what i'm saying it's no so i really hope when your parents see you walk that stage I mean, I know it probably is their mind, like you're supposed to walk that stage, but it's like, oh, like, um, wow, we're proud because I know the journey you took mm-hmm. to get to that stage. I was talking to one of my residents. She said, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of Angelina. She was like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of like my parents saying like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But they're not saying that, oh, like, I know how much you went through this, but 
but I just want to let you know I'm proud of you not acknowledging the steps you took yep. you know to get where you are you know so I was like damn she has a point she has a point <laughs> so I guess that was gifty week guys just prepping for like graduation on Sunday and um while gifty was doing that um so finals is coming up for me me and gifty here at our school but my freaking professors wanted to give me finals um this past week so like I've been locked in like I've been like sleep like I haven't went to sleep for like I kid you not guys for four days straight I know it's crazy I took like one hour nap but it I just anybody out there who's listening please don't procrastinate like I like you gotta be like damn like what the freak Angie but like please like it's just like I took I could have easily not stressed myself enough. I don't know if you're a big procrastinator, Gifty. Oh my gosh. I am. If you're watching the visual, Gifty just did a crazy face just now. <laughs> um, but it's just like, now that I'm like constantly like having to stay up and do all these assignments, I'm, I'm like, damn, I knew that if I did it earlier, I would have got it done. I would have got it done. Right. And it was playing with my emotions in my mind, you know? And I also like, I also live by myself, guys, right? Because like I told you guys, I'm an RA. So like, when you're locked in and you're nervous and you're shaky and you like trying to get your work done, it's like, it's taking a toll on you. You're like, you're not in the outside web. Like imagine guys, like I was in my room in the dark, just like typing, <laughs> typing. Cause I had like an eight page and a 10 page paper to do gift thing. And I was just running it, running it, running it. And it does take a toll. So it's just a reminder for anybody out there. I don't care if it's high schoolers, college students, medical school law school like please like we just gotta work on time management guys like it's just like how long are we gonna do this to yourself where we're literally putting our health in stake what i've realized though about procrastination is that it's not necessarily that you don't want to do the assignment it's more of like what happens if you put your best foot forward and then it's not good enough because at least like if I waited till the last minute to do an assignment and I don't get the grade that I want, I could say, oh, it's because I waited too long to do the assignment and not necessarily it's indicative of like my knowledge of the specific subject that I'm doing the assignment on. And so it's like sometimes we want that cop because I know I realized for me, like I was like, I'm a good student. But if I if I did things on time, I would be a better student. And it was like I'm skating by because I have the knowledge, but it's like, had I applied the knowledge when I needed to apply the knowledge, like things could have been immensely better and I'm able to blame it on me doing the assignment late rather than what, whatever it is that I'm doing. So that's how you are when it comes to like procrastinating. Yeah. Well, I, I guess with me, it's just like, I just be putting it off. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to it, I'm gonna get to it. And when the time actually is ticking, I don't know why. It's just like, I feed off that anxiety feeling like, mm. okay, now it's really like game time. Like you dead gotta get it done. That anxiety is a great motivator. It's a great motivator, but then it can really be <laughs> an easy curse. Yeah. yeah, it can be a bad curse and it can get you guys stressed out. Like I was this past weekend and um, like after Gifty, like, cause my assignment was due yesterday, right? Like I told you 1159. <laughs> literally gifty i'm like okay let me go to sleep i woke up like yo why do my body feel so dead and like so exhausted you've been running on gas yeah so it's just like uh, this is another reminder guys like your body will shut you down before you can shut your body down like kid you not i when i was like you were pulling all those all-nighters gifty like next you know i'm typing and i woke up like yo why is it 7 a.m why did i just wake right. up mm-hmm. how the frick did i just wake up you know what i'm saying because your body would like will sleep on you like your mind could tell you but your 
You get what I'm saying? Like your, your body, body knows what you need. Like I'll be like that too. I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up at seven o'clock and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this assignment. Mind you, I went to sleep at five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's and then I wake up, it's eleven AM and I'm like Right. Because I needed to sleep. Right. So yeah, guys, that has been my week. So it's just a reminder for procrastinators out there. Like, listen, if the assignment is due on Wednesday, let's come on. Let's try let, at least a day or two before. Let's not do if it's due at eleven fifty nine on Wednesday. Let's not start Wednesday at eight o'clock. Let's start, you know, a little bit earlier. Earlier, maybe a day earlier. Maybe. <laughs> um, I was gonna say um, because this podcast comes out tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. day. So like, if like you know, bright and morning, guys, if you have anything that's due very soon you know just get on it like just just get on it god damn it i'm gonna be that alarm just get on it so um besides that gifty i have a segment like puts you on the spot right <laughs> so it's just like i just put people on the spot with a question okay. and you just have to answer right but this is easy it's not a crazy put you on the spot okay. so guys i was telling gifty before the pod but um i was talking to gifty about thanksgiving because i did spend thanksgiving gifty gifty yes. is a good cook by the way she can really chef it up for y'all motherfuckers out there you know right. people telling me to sell plates but you know i ain't about that <laughs> you stupid gifty you stupid <laughs> no nah, no but gifting you had she cooked really really well for thanksgiving and we were chilling it was a great vibe and then we were playing a game and so i don't know how it got to that like your answer i guess gifty but like gift, yeah i don't know how it got <laughs> The game, <laughs> guys. The game was getting deep. Like it was a deep it's, game. We're not really strangers, so everybody, you know. Yeah, get yeah. into that to learn more about people and stuff because that's how I got to learn more about Gifty. So you know, Gifty was basically like, do you remember what you said specifically, Gifty? Or I was, I was like, I think I was like, if I had spent like all my time caring about what the world like thought about me, I probably would not be here right now. Like, I probably would not be as confident as i am as content as i am if i spent all my time trying to figure out like trying to live according to what the world expects of me right right and like with that like gifty was just like categories category how rising yeah thank you shout out gifty guys shout out gifty and um gifty was talking about you know her weight and she was talking about your skin complexion mm-hmm. i don't know what else you mentioned but i think those stuck out to me yeah and um I was just like, oh, yeah, because Gifty mentioned that, um, like, she feels like she's the most oppressed as a Black woman, right? And I was just like, in that moment, guys, I was like, oh, what is Gifty saying? Because I'm also a Black woman as well. But there's layers, you know? And I think after Thanksgiving, it made me realize, like, wow, I got to really wake up and realize the world we live in, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, I really want Gifty to speak on this on the pod. Like, this is a different, this is a different look that I don't think people realize, like, even in the because black girls like we like talking to the black girls out there right is that of course we we are looked at as the most oppressed immediately malcolm x said it best right but like there is layers with us man there's different like when it comes to light skin brown skin and dark skin women even from body type too even from income as well it's so much of a dynamic within us as a community you know what I'm saying? But I think before the before Thanksgiving, I only looked at us as black women. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I never like, oh yeah, she's a black woman, but she's this type of black woman. Mm-hmm. You get like yeah. I never viewed it until for Thanksgiving. So I kind of just wanted to break up. That's the put you on the spot, kind of breaking up each thing you were saying, you okay. know. So yeah, I guess I could kind of yeah. yeah, we can talk about like I guess when you mentioned being a dark skinned woman, right? Yeah. 
Um, so do you feel like this tour is like when it's like anybody who's not like dark skin or is it is it more for light skin like what was your thoughts so like one of the things that i first had said was like i feel like the term brown skin depending on the person is a way to isolate themselves from the people they don't want to be associated with so if you have like there are a lot of like light-skinned tropes that people like to say about like light-skinned people and like how like they're like sassy or like even like light-skinned men are like more feminine than most and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff and, like, like why people say oh right. they won't they a light-skinned guy right because like he's not masculine or whatever the case may be and then um if you say you're dark skin then he's like oh he's too rough or like all this other stuff and blase blase and so it's like um a lot of people like well no i'm brown skin because either they don't want to be seen as a quote-unquote darkie or they don't want the connotation of being light but it's like a lot of times like that term is relatively new it's not like it's not not like trying to like say nothing to nobody but like is relatively new in the sense of like people only really call themselves brown skin in the conversation where they don't like the category that they're being placed in interesting so what would you say about me so because i feel like i feel like i identify myself as a brown skin woman like black woman or am i just like are you saying i am dark skin i just don't want to say it like i'm trying to i'm not so like I mean, if we look at the both of us, like, obviously there's differences right. in our features and there are women that are darker than me. There are women that are lighter than you. I would consider you light skin only because I think like in certain, like somebody said, this is a good frame of reference. If you can get your foundation at a, at a drugstore, you're good. Really? Yeah. Because why do you get my foundation? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like if you can go in there and not be worried about, hey, they might not have my shade. I feel like you're in the category of like. In a simple drugstore? Right. Yes. Because that's where, because those are the people that they're marketing to, right? A lot of people, like what they do is like, they'll market all of these light items and then right next to it is the bleach. And it's like, bro, like, or you could just do a little bit more and get, you know, put a little bit of pigment. And so now you can make more coin. But it's like people don't want to do that because they're just like, it's better to um, ostracize you and make you feel like you're the problem instead of rectifying the main issue at hand, which is that there's not inclusivity. Mm. So as like a dark skinned woman, Gifty, like, what do you feel like is the most like, feel like you feel like as a dark skinned woman like it it's it like bothers you because you have to deal with this time to time um i think misogynoir like it's this idea of yeah because i was gonna say define it for them out there (laughs) it's basically like misogyny against black women against like you know in terms of that like for example like and we can talk about like you know the layers of my identity as a dark-skinned black woman um i've been called precious i've been called a lot of different names you lying yeah i've like every like if i've like rejected a guy he's like oh you big body whale ass bitch da, 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 da. and it's like but you was literally in my dms like two seconds ago trying to holler at me but it's not digress so how do you deal with that when people call that's crazy gifty i was smacked up from <laughs> Yo, I was smacking like, who the freak are you talking to? Yeah, so I don't deal with it. I let them, I let them tell on themselves because at the end of the day, like, your true colors are coming out because at the end of the day, like, me personally, I'm a very good, like, I'm from New York, so I know how to cut ass. Like, I know how to yeah. look at you. <laughs> I know how to look at you and I can sell you a whole bunch of different things about you. But the things that I'm not going to come, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come for your skin. I'm not going to come for your weight. I could come out for your intelligence. But, but they like, came after yours. They, they came, came after right. your But the thing is, like, this is the problem, right? For, like, a lot of dark skin or, like, black women in, in certain spaces like that. The moment that you defend yourself you're you're an angry black woman the moment that you stand your ground all of a sudden you're an aggressor and so it's like even if i wanted to 
defend myself in that caliber, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you talking too aggressive, or you talking like this, or you talking like that. And it's like, no, you came at me in a specific way. I felt the need to defend myself. And now because you don't like what it is that I had to say, or you expected me to cower because you're weaponizing the fact that there is fat phobia or there is colorism in the world, and I, for one, will not succumb to it. Now all of a sudden your feelings are hurt, and now I'm an aggressor. So you feel like their expectation is for you to really get angry, but you don't give them that. Right. So they feel more angry right. because you... You know, like they're not right. Yeah, like they're like mad that yeah, yeah. they're not getting. I'm angry. not giving them what they want. Right. So it's like I've been called bitter, all these different things, and then on top of that, like even like the mammy trope of just like because I'm a bigger dark skinned woman. Explain the mammy trope. So it's like you, you gotta explain sorry, these things, sorry. man. You gotta explain. Sorry. Um, basically, it's just like this idea of like larger black skin women being like the ma- like the mother figure for like essentially like in white households or like they very much like are like Aunt Jemima type Jemima type figures or like when um specifically dark skin like- yeah like they like if you look at like different caricatures or like where white people are like in blackface and stuff like that mm-hmm. of like this bigger woman that's just like the matriarch that is just like this like overarching like name a movie like that I don't I'm know like, think it's like yo okay the Medea movie you know the woman I'm talking about um, yeah what's her name you guys know out there that um if you guys ever watch any Medea's movie like Medea's always with that woman it's like her best friend and um, she's dark skin and I, I, I don't think her name was Ella she was in House of Pain but yeah she was in House of Pain okay so you know what I'm talking about yes but so that's like, one person I so like it's like the like yeah so like Medea movies I feel like uh very do um well not a good job but they do a job of putting every single stereotype of black people in a film and then linking it with comedy. Mm. And so it's like, um, you have the light skin man that just want to hold the dark skin woman. You have the dark skin woman who's scorned, who wants to get, who want all she wants to do is get revenge. Then you have the dark skin man who treats her horribly. And then you have this, and then you have, um, Medea on the side, who's willing to just shoot and kill everybody. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, so it's like all of these different characters who fit a stereotype of the American context of um like of what uh, it means quote unquote means to be black and then they're like oh well we're being funny so you know Tyler Perry got it and it's just like yeah. and he's a billionaire right now yeah we could we could we, we could really like uh we could have a one movie where you know a black girl's living her best life and all she does is live her best life like yeah. we have a lot of white movies about girls living their best lives and not not you know, a lot being and, thrown out and going to jail and being on crack and having a baby by her pimp and right so like when when it comes to uh, skin complexion you feel like the only like the number one thing that's a challenge is when people call you precious that- no it's not that it's not when people call me precious it's more people having this connotation that because i exist in a specific way that i'm automatically an angry person or that i'm automatically a bitch or that i'm automatically like this negative person like for example like um anxiety looks very different for black women and it and it, and it can oh, anxiety oh okay it can look very different for black women how does it and it's like uh for example like I might be like angry, but like I might appear angry or I might appear like snappy or whatever the case may be. But I'm I really just need space to myself. I really just need time to just, you know That's your anxiety like, show. Right. That's my anxiety. Like I could be very, very much afraid. And because it doesn't look like the way that a white woman would, where she's like mm-hmm. cowering, 
or whatever, a lot of Black women don't have the privilege to cower. Like, I have high-functioning anxiety. So unless you know me personally, you will never see my anxiety on my face. You will never see anxiety on my person because what it, my anxiety is indicative of is being able to do everyday things while my body is feeling every effect of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's like, then it's like, the moment that I show any semblance of weakness or any semblance of like that I'm not okay, all of a sudden I'm this crazy person that needs to be humbled. And it's like, and that's just because you're a black woman. I do think, yeah, it's because like I'm a black woman because I'm not given the space to be, I'm not given the space to quote unquote be weak or be in a space where I can just breathe and exist in my femininity in my womanhood and all this other stuff like every single time I talk to anybody whether even like therapists and I'm like hey I'm going through x y and z but you're such a strong woman you're such a strong person you can handle it and all this other stuff it's like would you tell your the white girl that's crying to you about her problems that she's a strong woman like no you have this certain connotation that because people black women in this country have carried the world on their backs that they can carry every single boulder that comes their way and that's not the reality like we cry too we have problems too we have issues as well i agree i feel like it is annoying to be getting the the word you're strong you're like you're a strong woman from oh my gosh like and it'll be in an attraction way too oh you're such a strong woman no, like, you really got your stuff together but it can be annoying as well like you know what i'm saying so I think, yeah so like that's like one layer of like how it is like being a dark-skinned woman i feel like you didn't really get into like okay so then i can also talk about like in comparison like i have friends who like um for example like i think like kodak black he had to send in an interview like he doesn't want to marry black because why would he why would he want somebody that looks as black as him so you could even in the romantic sense of like like a lot of dark-skinned men don't want to be with dark-skinned women because they don't want to have dark kids or like they'll um every single time like you'll ask a, a black man or somebody like oh hey why are you with this person or like you know asking them it's like oh because black women are x y and z nobody asks you about black when they ask you why you're with the person that you're with or nobody or like they'll be like oh you're burnt or you're this or you're that and it's like all of these connotations is coming stemming from a place of like number one self-hatred and number two trying to disassociate from blackness to appeal to white masses so with you being a dark-skinned woman do you feel like because you're seeing all of this you're like what are my chances here like even with the men that you because like you go for anything like that gifty it's like you're second guessing yourself with them like do they actually think i'm attract attractive so it's like on the other aspect of that is like fetishization right and so it's like you think people fetishize you i definitely Mm. i can if i show you some of the messages they'd be like oh i bet your um your vagina tastes like um butter like cookie butter or something or like that i bet you smell like cinnamon rolls i want to know what it's like to be with a big girl you guys have the best pussies like it's just like a lot of like i want to see how like like i'm a test subject type so you know what let's go into that let's go into okay. to the wait wait can i say like yeah. is that no, okay okay. okay okay like the that aspect of yeah. it. like so when it comes to with your weight gifty like people tend to like like fetishize that like oh like if i'm with this type of woman like yeah like you were saying that's crazy yeah like ever since like i was like 12 i've had like grown men in my community be like 
oh yeah when you turn 18 you're gonna be my wife and like they because it's like oh like you have like you know you have meat on your bones so i know like like oh people like assume oh like i could cook because i have you know my bones the reason why i know how to cook is because i grew up in a single parent household and i had to learn skills you, know, you see that's actually a good point because <laughs> low-key like i do hear people like oh you know she knows how to cook because she has she got the she got the flat like i'm like okay but like there's some big girls that just don't know how to cook. Like they, they very much is Grubhub and Doordash. You know they, they very much is like you know, like not going out to eat. And you know they're living that soft life because that's what they want to do. It's like, it's not a bad thing to like want those things in your woman, mm-hmm. but to assume that I have those things because I'm a big girl or whatever the case may be, it's kind of crazy. Because imagine you went through all this to marry me and you found out that I don't even know what a spatula is. Yeah. Now you're in distress. So how do you, how do you like distinguish who's fetishizing you and who actually? I think well, number one, I don't go where I'm not wanted. I don't go anywhere with any man that isn't willing to um, present me publicly because that's the reality for a lot of big women who, like especially growing up, I didn't have any male attention, right? Because it was not a good thing for for guys to be around big girls or whatever the case may be no guy wanted to be with me and that's fine that's cool that's dandy that's your prerogative how did you know they didn't want to be with you did they say anything like yeah they would and like if it, if i had a crush or something and like my friends would be like oh go tell him like that's your crush or whatever he's like no i don't really like girls like you and stuff like that so i just was like I guess I'm just deal with that, Gifty. Like, I mean, I, what else was I supposed to do? I mean, yeah, that's true. But it's just like, God, what? Like, you yeah. Know? I mean, it, it. Like, I like. I'm never like what I had to realize. Like, I'm not gonna be a person if you don't like me. If you don't like bigger, because some people prefer skinny girls. Some people prefer people who go to the gym. Some people prefer people who are bigger. I'm not gonna spend all my time and energy convincing you that you should like me because the people that like me like me. You that know, is. Gifty. It's interesting you say that because I work in a warehouse full of black men, full of like. Hispanic and black men and they would tell me like you know they're like sex stories and stuff like that and I remember this time um this guy he was telling me about this girl I'm like I'm like oh my gosh um because he's he his his type is like Hispanic like you know skinny Hispanic woman like um what's a example of like uh, it doesn't matter like uh like he just like Latinos woman right and I'm like, wow, the girl he had, right? She was a dark skin and she was, you know, a little, you know, big one. I was like, oh my gosh, this is different. Like, okay, so do you like her? What's going on? He's like, nah, this is just a side. Like, I don't even yeah, want to finish. Like, I, don't even, I don't know how you even saw that picture. Like, this is like my sneaky link. Like, he was really embarrassed. And I'm like, yo, what the frick is wrong with you? Yeah, like, that's why, like, if you, ladies, ladies, this goes for any lady. If you are dating a man and every person before you does not look like you i need you to run expeditiously that's on sonic the head you need to run because like i'm not saying like maybe he really does like you and that depends on how he treats you but you could also be an experiment for him and at the end of the day you're falling for a man that will toss you to the side the moment that his quote-unquote type comes along and like he was so ashamed like he was just so ashamed and i met guys like that too and it's like it's so normalized like that's what i also want to talk to you about like like with like bigger woman right or like plus I, like it's oh, there's another thing i want to talk to you about the word too <laughs> like i'm like i don't even know what to like it's just like in in the internet it's so normalized of like funny like funny skits or funny like yeah. reels of like this is one oh my gosh gifty is this woman is this woman and they ask her her body count 
and she went she was like like and if you guys listening in it was she was shocked and she just didn't say anything and it's so viral like i see that all all the time on my feed and in the comments it'd be like you know you don't well like you thought like of course she wouldn't answer because you know she's a well first it's none of your business right the only person um like the only person i mean if you really want to share is the person that you're with if that's even your prerogative and even then as long as you're being safe and you're being you know you're getting tested regularly like whose business is it really but you get what i'm saying like i just feel like fashioning is such a it's not even there's no so crazy to me like fashioning is so crazy to me because it's like you're not concerned about my health you're not you're really not like you're just like i don't know if it's whether you hate yourself because i'm happy and i'm content with what i have or like you just wake up in the morning and choose violence like how is somebody walking across the street yeah they big whatever the case may be they got an ass or whatever the case may be how the fuck, like how actually does that have anything to do with you unless that's like your spouse and let's say oh they gained a couple pounds while you were together and you want to ease them into the gym or something i guess if you want to do that but like a complete stranger yeah is actually like i don't understand i truly do not understand why people are so concerned with another person's body and it's like unless you're her, their doctor but like even then you don't even have a degree right with like with guys that do do that like hide like you know you know what i'm saying like is has that happened to you gifty like yes and no um like so like i said i didn't give male attention as a child and i mean not a child Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I did, but that's the story for another day. Right. Um. But as a teenager, I didn't have, I didn't date, or whatever the case may be. And, and it's not you. And it's right. Like, but the thing was, is that like, I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to be perceived. Like, I was getting comfortable with myself as a person, but I didn't want to be perceived by anyone going on a date, especially if I was going on a date with somebody smaller than me, right? Because I didn't want to be like, oh, we're both eating the same thing, but because I'm big, I'm a pig, and like, I didn't want to have that like mindset thinking about that so i, I would get that so you i don't understand so like i'll do like this so basically what i would do is i would say like meet me at my crib or meet you at yours and i i purposefully did not go outside because i didn't want to be perceived um with this person because people would be like especially if they're like conventionally attractive a lot of people would be like oh why is he, why is he with that big bitch why is he like going out with her like she looks crazy and like i don't look crazy you're just jealous but it is what it is mm-hmm. but because i didn't want to go through that i would just stay home with them and be like oh let's let's watch a movie and eat some like eat some popcorn. is it the looks because i i don't think somebody will say that dead to you on the in they won't say it to me in public but like i can feel everybody staring at me and so because like there was this guy like he was like let's go out let's go i was like no i have social anxiety which i do but i weaponized it and i used it as an excuse never to go outside with him and it wasn't because i didn't it was just because i in my mind I just didn't like Loki feel like I deserve to go out, like to be taken out and wind and die because everybody's always like, I've always just been like sexualized, right? So that's why another I said, layer yes, about it too, right? So that's why I say yes and no because it's like I was a willing participant in staying inside. I was a willing participant. I allowed myself to be hidden because I was afraid of the backlash that I would receive being perceived in public. Mm-hmm it's interesting you say that it's, it is it's like the world or society make it seem like you so you're not supposed to be with somebody right that um is um quote unquote big and like um, is a black woman at that too 
and it, it, it sucks that it is because he can like who he likes right but it's like judge like why right. are you with her like i don't get it like it doesn't make sense so and so like there's a lot of men who i guess are not like solidified in their masculinity enough to where they let what everybody else thinks about their type or what they like influence them they like talk to their friends and they're like oh what you think of this girl and then he's like oh like she's ugly and now because he thinks that she's ugly he like the guy won't go for the girl that he wants to go for because he's concerned about what his friends think right and like, that makes sense and why like at work why he said like i don't know why you saw that picture i don't want you to think like you know that i talked to her i was like oh you know but then another side of it too gifty and of course it's not not like for you or anything but like from what i remember with that story too is like she was aware and i feel like i i don't know if this is the case but i feel like because you like they don't like people who are quote unquote big like they don't get the attention they just they like seeking a little bit you get what i'm trying to say like it's unfortunate like he's like treating her so bad but because she wants attention she wants the the look or the attraction from him she will deal with all the yeah that's that was my reality for a good minute like i didn't start actively dating until august of last year um and i found myself in spaces where men would disrespect me but because i wanted that attention because i was like well you know, they say any press is good press. So any male attention should be good male attention. I'm getting attention. And so it was just like, I let a lot of things slide and my self-esteem went like actually in the gutter. And I realized I had to pick myself and be like, you deserve to be with somebody that is 110% about you. And so it's like, if it takes a little longer, then it takes a little longer. If you have to go do a different route, you have to go through a different route. But at the end of the day, it's like, you deserve the actual world. Like every woman deserves actual world. And for so long, like every single time I reject a man, he's like, well, nobody would want a big bitch like you anyway. So like, why aren't you like taking me? And it's like, you should be lucky that I even like attempted to talk to you. Like you should be grateful. Like, sir, you're 26 years old and you still live at home. Right. Let's, let's talk about standards here. Right. Is there a lot of guys that, what are the guys that, like, appeal to you? I'm curious, Gifty, like, the type of men who, like, because um, you said even guys who are, like, skinnier, you said. So do you get a lot of, like, skinnier guys? Like, you know what? The, the type of men that, like, um go for a lot of, like, big women. Big black women or, like? No, like, I think big women. Like, just, this is just a big woman thing. Skinny, the skinniest men ever. I they're like oh like I like nestling in your boobs or whatever I don't know like they just like skinny niggas they just they just I don't know they do it men who go to the gym to be strong like not men who go to the gym to look good but men who go to the gym to be strong like also like bodybuilder type? yes like they're very much like the brolic ass niggas that like want like they like the aki ones real aki ones they they yeah Oh really? Yeah. They be coming in your DMs and stuff, huh? Give it me. Oh my god. No, and then um, let's see who else. Um, I would say like nerdy ones, like nerdy ones, because it's like you have like me as part of a society who is not sought after, and then like nerds are really sought after, or like people who are not seen as like cool. So it's like we mesh because it's like we both 
understand that the world doesn't really want us to like we, we gravitate towards each other. Each other, wow. Yeah. What is other things besides like I guess men when it comes to your weight gifty that you like you nobody would really know unless you know they're in your shoes, you know? Um I would say comparison. Um my entire childhood I was compared to my skinny cousins. And this was something that my mom did like in the shadows. And I think like every like I I, I know what my she saying? like my guardians out there um i was called obolo my entire life and it's basically just like a negative connotation for fat um your your mom would say that like people yeah they would like they would like pinch my cheeks or like pinch my love handles and like be like oh yeah obolo, 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 and like they would just like say stuff like that my mom she would dress me really modestly um and she would like fix my posture and like it could be a hundred degree weather i was in a whole turtleneck so people don't sexualize you is that why or it was that but it was also she just didn't want people to see the parts of myself that were bigger like if i stood a certain way like my stomach was out she'd be like why is your stomach out or like whatever the case may be and like if i would dress in anything remotely like something like my cousins it was like gifty cover up gifty cover up gifty cover up and then let puberty hit and my titties came in right it's over like and it's like if my cousins were these same same exact things nobody would blink an eye like my entire church community like a a good portion of my church community would always be like oh so when are you gonna lose weight when are you gonna lose weight like aren't you tired of being big like it's like the church community too like yo when i say because my church community is the same as my cultural community so it was gunnians all throughout that so it was just like every single day or every single time i was around these people i would like suck my stomach in or i would try to like appear a specific way or i would become comedic relief but because becoming yeah becoming comedic relief like i'll be the butt of the joke i would joke about myself before somebody had the opportunity to joke about me so that i could quote unquote take my give an example like so like you'll be like oh yeah that's um like let's say we go to a restaurant or something and like i order like some spaghetti and everybody else orders a salad but like yeah because i'm a big bitch yeah i'm gonna eat i'm eating like rick ross was like i'm eating like i would like would like you know be this person i would always just make a joke about myself whether it was like oh my pants don't fit or like oh like this dress used to whatever whatever and it was just like I was constantly belittling myself because I felt like if I did it nobody else would do it to me and like I remember one distinct moment where I was defending my cousin from this guy and he was like I don't know why this fat bitch thinks that she has the audacity to talk to me mind you I'm like 13 and he's like 17 18 years old and i never went next to him ever again and because i never went next to him ever again he was able to like talk to my cousin in a way that he wasn't supposed to talk to my cousin and i couldn't protect her because i was so ashamed of myself because of the fact that he said stuff like that like looking back like so you you would you would say stuff like that to yourself just so people wouldn't say that right? to you because i felt like if it was coming from my lips I had control over it versus if it came from somebody else's lips. Damn. So it's like nobody ever, it seemed like from even your childhood, nobody like uh, kind of was proud. I don't want to say proud of your, your, your body gifty, but it seemed like you were constantly like, right. I think like what needs to be practiced is like body neutrality in the sense of like, yeah, I'm fat. What we should do about it. Go get clothes that fit instead of, 
making, putting, hanging up a, a dress for that to be my goal to fit into that dress by the end of the summer. Or like, um, you know, these like aspects of like making it seem as if like, because that person is skinnier than me, they're prettier than me. Or because that person is skinnier than me, they deserve more than me. Because that person is skinnier than me that I am inherently less than because I carry more meat on my bones. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, let's just stop talking about people's bodies. Like the, the complex that it builds helps no one. I know, but if that's something even besides even like people who are fat phobic and stuff, it goes even beyond with plastic surgery. Like it's such a huge, big um like it's dynamic, like, yeah. yeah, to talk about. But that's crazy that you experienced that gifty. I, I guess like well, okay, before I even get to that, I, I also do want to speak about the term plus size. Mm -hmm. I feel like plus size is like a term where I feel like it's a whole spectrum of different type of mm -hmm. women. And I and I want to talk about like, because people will say, oh, yeah, she's plus size, but mm, she's not plus size, but she identifies as plus size, right? And even like on the stores and stuff, they will have stuff with plus size women. Mm -hmm. Well, do you feel like you're plus size gifty? So I think that I'm a plus size woman, but I don't think that I'm the right kind of plus size in the sense of like I the way I'm like the way that my body is built is not like hourglass, right? So you have when you, you think look, black plus size women is for curvy women? That yeah, that's like essentially like if you look at the models um who are modeling these clothes, they all have curvature, like curvy figures. They all have like um you know they all follow silhouette and i think that i don't follow that silhouette so sometimes like yeah i'm identified as plus size but for some people i'm not the right kind of plus size some people like um you know they see certain things and they're like mm, you're there and then it's also with sizing of clothing you have um a double xl is not the same as a 2x but they'll put them in lumps up together and be like, make it fit. But that's not necessarily what it is. And so, like, you have different sizing for different stores, um, you know, different places that do UK sizing versus US sizing. And so it's like... What stores do you feel like actually, like, understands and know, like, what fits you, Gifty? Um, I would say, like, places like um, Ashley Stewart, like... Um, like but the thing is like stores like that they're very much for like older women there isn't really like markets like i think Shein started doing more like extended their sizing pretty little thing also extended their sizing um i don't think fashion nova has as of yet i'm not pretty sure i think they go to a 3x whereas like pretty little thing goes up to a 5x how do you Shein goes to like seven do you ever feel some type of when people identify themselves as well Cause you say you're plus size, but you feel like you're a different plus size. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, like I don't feel like I'm the plus size that is advertised as plus size in the mass media. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. Yeah, you don't feel like there is a community or this a positive community out there for, I guess, people like, like you give. The, I'm just trying to. No, understand. it's no. So I do think that there is, there is, there definitely is. But like for example, like um like certain clothes like they'll be like bigger at the hips or like they'll be cinching in the waist or like the whatever but like the way that my body is like if like i was just saying i'm like my my waist like i have an apple shaped body and there was like there's this there was this girl who she was wearing jeans and she ain't have no ass but she was wearing but she had like um more stomach and everybody on the internet was like 
dogging her for the fact that she was modeling in jeans that is representative of a lot of women in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you're going to say like we're celebrating plus size bodies, why aren't we celebrating what every plus size body looks like? Because there are curvy plus size women. There are plus size women that don't have ass, don't have titties. There are plus size women that um right that are built like apples that may have an ass or whatever like I have a little bit of both or whatever the case may be but I do have a stomach and so when I wear certain clothes like sometimes I look curvy sometimes I don't and it all depends on how the clothes lay on my body but if I were to just stand there with my body like it doesn't look the same for everybody and I think that like every single tier of plus sizeness that you go to there's more desirable plus size versions of whatever the case may be right wow that's um that's interesting and i'm glad you mentioned this because it's something i noticed where i'm like i feel like it's such like i met somebody that identifies as a plus size i'm like wait what like you know what i'm saying well who am i to say right but it's just like i feel like it it there's there's no pacifics here it mm-hmm. fluctuates just depending on your body type and i wish there is like a more like what gifty said like a concrete like to examine whatever they advertise is not always the case all the time. What Maybe what they advertise is not the people who actually purchase. Because there are, like, when you look at the modeling world, like the, like, the whole couture modeling right. world, there are women that are, are size six or eight that they consider plus size. Right. So now you're modeling plus size clothing after women who wear six or eight when sizes go up to 30, 32. So it's like you have this such big of a margin of what clothes look like. And then now the people on the other side of that spectrum, there's no clothes for them. Right. So give the, I guess the wrap up put you on the spot. Like how, how did you get comfortable with, well, with yourself and like embrace yourself and was like, you know what, this is me. Okay. This is my body. I love it. And I appreciate it. Same way. Um, so let me say this it's it's a constant journey and I'm still on my journey and I'm still trying to figure out oh so you're still what, battling yeah I'm still like of course like what is this what is like so just yeah I mean again like me I mean like people see me on campus I like to say I dress in hobo chic but sometimes I wait what you, know, you just in what hobo chic you know what I mean you what know? the fuck does that mean Get <laughs> basically like you know I mean like in sweatpants and like big t-shirts but like I'll do my hair or like I'll put on like you know lip gloss or like I'll put on earrings or whatever case may be mm-hmm. so like some part of me is a little bit up but the rest of me is like I'm here to yeah. class and leave um but sometimes I do be putting it on for the one for the one time and like every single time I put on clothes that aren't sweatpants I I have to psych myself and be like you look good you look good you look good you look good don't like you like you look fantabulous and don't care about what anybody says don't care about anything we say like I had worn um a dress to our Christmas concert and I love that dress like that dress looked very good on me but I was like I don't know if, if people are gonna like look at me crazy for wearing this dress because it's like a form-fitting dress and again I'm not that curvy so it's like even people like Wow, that's uh, okay, guys. I'm learning today, guys. It's just like 
because I view my like my body type I always like a, a lot is like damn I'm not curvy like a lot of girls I don't have the like I don't have the boobs I don't have the big butt and stuff like that so I always felt like that was a little thing for me at once a time like I feel very comfortable I, I embrace my body I be like I'm such a core um core core you know core, yeah yeah and I'd be like you know that's fine but like back back then like I used to be like wow I'm not really curvy and okay. stuff like that but now that you even said it too like I don't know why I always thought like the more I always thought the more eat like if I had to eat more if I had to like da 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 like I get it too but it's just like it made me realize skinny women are not the only ones that be thinking damn you know what I'm saying yeah that's crazy that's yeah back to like the conference thing I was like what I learned is that these people don't pay my bills these people are not taking me down on a regular these people you have to think like that gifty these, these people these people are literally strangers they literally have no effect on my life whatsoever so for me to internalize everything that they say about me is really no point right it's really no point like i've decentered what being conventional is because being conventional like who made that up? It's literally made up. These are all social constructs. These are all things that society deemed as, oh, these are nice. Literally, legislation was made because somebody thought this was bad and this was good and this was whatever. So, and now it's written into law. But it was an idea at one point. It wasn't just like, we just know this is good or bad. Is there is there a experience you had, Gifty, where you felt so shut down because of your weight? Like, you were like, wow, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, I know you said you got plenty of stories. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say there was, I was dealing with this one guy, and Lord knows that I was willing to take whatever from this man because he was gonna be a dentist, y'all. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, you know, I can stick it out, get that dentist money. You know what I mean? And I was letting so much shit go because I was just like, dentist money, dentist money, dentist money, dentist money. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up coming over to my dorm. And he said that he wanted to talk about our relationship and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? He's finally showing effort. Like, he's finally, I think he turned a new leaf. We get there and he is like, oh, well, I came all this way. You're not going to do the do with me. Mind you, I'm a virgin. So I'm like, what you mean do the do? I thought we was having a conversation. And he literally looks at me, like, looks through me, not even looks at me. Like, he looks at me as if I'm not there. Right. And he leaves. Right. So I text him, I'm like, come back, come back. Where are you going? And I'm like, crying. And I'm like, bro, what? He was like, yo, what you going to do tonight? I don't have time. Da, da, da. So I was like, I have never been seen as just like a body before. Like this, this person literally does not give a shit about me. Like, he does not care if I live or die. Like, he's just trying to get his nut off. And that's what, to me, like, I think that's why I move very differently when it comes to, like, certain situations. Because it's like, unless you have something to offer, like, a lot of people do not care about you. I think, like, I've been raised to be, like, a human to everybody. Like, whether it's a little kid, whether it's a grown person, respect first and always until they give me a reason. But, like, that moment was, like, really crazy to me. And, like... That is crazy, man. It's crazy. And I've had friends who I've had, like, problems with, and they would, like... Like, and they explicitly... Because, like, on paper, they've explicitly done something to me in the wrong. 
And instead of like being like, oh, I'm sorry, whatever, they're like, oh, well, you're just insecure. You're just jealous of me. You're just like, you would be mad if this happened anyway. Like, you're like, we're not on the same level. And so it's like, yeah. And I was like, and I understand what you're saying sometimes when you're like, oh, but I just see gifty. I don't see that, like, you're like how you exist as a a bigger woman whatever the case may be and like I appreciate that but sometimes it's like when we fail to acknowledge people's conditions and when we fail to acknowledge people's realities sometimes we fail to acknowledge them because as I exist as a person all of my experiences and who I am as a person influence how I interact in the world because to me when I met gifty gifty personality is very strong like you can't it's like I, I really haven't thought about your like your body type or any on um, until Thanksgiving. I was like, wait, wow. It's something I'm like you know I also saying? haven't really had like right. conversations about like you. my body and stuff. Like if you ask like some of like our other friends, they will tell you how like sexually open I am about my experiences. And so it's just like I always use them as lessons and stuff like that. And like they'll be like, Oh well um I never noticed this about you I never noticed that and it's like yeah because unless we're in that moment I'm not just gonna bring up a random conversation about like something that I experience right 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 so because I always put you on the spot guys <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get to the news of the doc we gotta get into the docket but no I appreciate what you said today gifty it, it really like made me realize like wow like people are just vicious and I'm glad you realized that about people yeah. and it's just like when it comes to like fat shaming and um, fat phobic it's so crazy how it's really like it's really normalized in a lot of like like especially when gifty said like even people who um identifies as bigger people they would even joke for themselves and that's why i feel like a lot of people think it's okay because they like they make yourself right yeah. because they make fat jokes about themselves they they open up this room for people to like just add the fuel not saying like oh people do it to themselves but it's just like i'm it's just making me understand why like it's very like humanized you know what i'm saying like comedians use it um for jokes and stuff like that because it's just like it's also just i think it's just easy i think like especially in america one thing that everybody can agree on is that it's fun to pick on the fat kid one thing that everybody can agree on is that it's fun to make fun of the black girl because it's like also in our communities like they make fun of us too like there are black there are black men who try to humble black women and so white people latino latinx people all these other different kinds of people think that they can do the same thing like i've been called a bitter black woman by a white guy because i refuse to let him bully me and it's like mind you he's dating a black woman and it's like, mm-hmm. what do you allow in your house that he feels so compelled to say that to me? Right. Okay. Right. So, guys, this is <laughs> that's what you on the spot. Um. So the docket, guys, is that um, I don't know if you listen to Nikki. You listen to Nikki Gifty? I don't. I just see the thing is like I feel it. I'm like I don't know if Gifty listened to Nicki Minaj. That's crazy though. No, I wasn't allowed to listen to really like I wasn't really listening to secular music until middle school. Like I wasn't listening to secular music until you said what music? Secular, like non godly music. What? (laughs) My fault. My fault. I grew up in a Ghanaian Christian house, Catholic household. So unless it was Afrobeats or or praise and worship. 
your girl wasn't hit with the music like so you were allowed to listen to Nicki Minaj I, unless it was on the radio and we was driving somewhere 106.7 oh yeah yo yeah I know <laughs> okay okay anyways that's crazy y'all <laughs> oh my gosh so um I was gonna say like I well I don't know if you was well I listened to some of the songs on Pick Friday too okay. I think everybody loves everybody oh yeah I was yeah. gonna go into that like okay so Nikki just dropped her new album guys on Pink Friday too um she just released it on her birthday on December eighth I did listen to it Gifty's right every everybody is a song in her album that I see it all over my TikTok yeah. everybody likes it yeah um I was just gonna talk about like. I'm yeah, I'm a big Nicki Minaj fan. I've been my mom, it's crazy you said that because my mom really likes Super Bass. Like she watched it all the time. She even tried to do the dance, you know, the music video. And like um I was gonna talk about like what does Nicki Minaj mean to black girls? I think you know what I'm saying? Or just people. I think I, people, Yeah, go first. You know, I think people don't give her her props in the sense of like what she does for rap music. I think that because of the fact that she's a celebrity, people put put celebrities on a pedestal and every single mistake that they make is scrutinized and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl that I love, she did this mistake and this, that, and the thing. And I think like, number one, she's a human being who has human being tendencies, who makes mistakes and stuff like that. I don't think we can ever take away from her, her influence on rap music today. I think that one day I'm praying that all the rap girlies just let go of their dramas and just... You know, they have, I don't care if it's a 15 minute song. Yeah. All the rap girls just on one song and just spitting. They absolute artists. Right. I just feel like Nikki hits different. I think with Nikki, I appreciate her because once she really tried to represent the Caribbean culture for real, she, have a, she even have a song uh, with two Caribbean artists, I believe. And she always don't rep it. She always reps Trinidad. And she always rep that she's from New York, but she don't give a mm-hmm. crap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nikki really, like, represents, like, yeah, like, this is me. And I I love that she's so, like, more about Barb, stay in school. Like, Barb, you got this, like, mm-hmm. like um, woman, like, don't let a guy do this to you. Don't let da 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 Where I feel like a lot of female artists, they're like, yeah, I let him slurp on my pum pum and all of that. But Nikki is, like, more of, like, don't let these guys play with you, like. You got yourself together, mm-hmm. like I think, like also Lady London is on her way to doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't listen too much of Lady London, but I, I like her. I, got into, I, got, I tried to get into her album because she she just released the album. Like, is it the um, Zodiac one? Zodiac. Yeah. Um, I like the song. I think it's, I don't know if it's Jeremy or Jeremiah. Okay, Gifty got it. <laughs> um, no, no, shout out Lady London. I just feel like Nicki hits different. Where I feel like, yeah, I'm proud to be the woman I am. In the like, she represents in the independent woman mm-hmm. what does she represent i feel like women who feel like they can't be themselves mm-hmm. like she pushed for that and i feel like she pushed for women who are getting their degrees and stuff like that um because every single time graduation comes again you always hear a nikki song in the background you know what i'm saying so i say shout out nikki i really do like the album better than pink um pink friday one um that's a crazy statement but um i definitely think this is like like I listened to, I watched Kai Sinat, mm-hmm. and like he gave the album an 8 out of 10. I would say it's an 8 out of 10 right now, too. But I think, yeah, I like Every Day. I like Beep Beep. I like um, F the Club Up, that song. And um, it's been good. So that's news. That's one news. Another news that happened to Gifty is that um, recently Philly just um, banned anybody from wearing ski masks. If you wear ski masks, you get a $250 fee. What? I know. Imagine they do that. Um, the New York. <laughs> Yo. 
and you know, they about to make a lot of money off of that bro and i'm just like i'm like gifty like and it's just more of just like um because of the crime and stuff yeah and you know some people really be wearing shysties just to you know and for the fun for the fun skis they be mm. doing it because it, it matched the fit what would you think do you think it's wrong do you think i think like i don't it's like, like where would like who dictating me to wear what i want to freaking wear you know what i'm trying to say i feel like like i get the crime aspect i feel like also because they're trying to make their job easier because it's like oh if i wear a ski mask you can't tell really unless you really know my build but like people got the same build right. so it's like you can't even tell for real oh who's behind the mask so i think they're trying to do that to like stop people from like i guess stealing or whatever but like crime is everywhere like crime crime in dc y'all it's a different story guys if you ever come to the dmv like oh. we got alerts about people getting robbed in this area like probably like so you think they should enforce that you think they should enforce this i don't see people with ski masks a lot here no not here i feel like not new york people. will be crazy though. if they did in new york i think that people would just keep paying that 250 because mm. it's like yes okay i can understand like you don't want people to wear it but it's also like people it's, it's like it's a trend it's the trend now right. so it's like how how influential are you especially because people really don't like respect everybody so it's like how how like i don't even know what the effective i would say is it gonna be right 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 i agree i agree i'm I'm curious to see like how it's going so far in philly but i also feel like who are you to tell me who the freak i'm gonna wear like you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm back in high school you know how they like be like you shouldn't i don't know if your high school is like that but you sh- you were not allowed to wear hats so my middle school was like that Oh, my middle school, we had to go to a specific place in the Bronx to get pants that was etched in a specific um clothing thing. Every day you and we had to know we had to learn how to tie an East Windsor knot. Yeah. So we had we would look like little business men and women out in this middle school. And every time we would come in, they would check your pants, check your pants to make sure you got the you got the um the Oxford blue shirt and then like the Heather Gray pants. When I tell you Oh my gosh, good to that like it felt like jail jail like you know what i'm saying i cannot stand schools like that i cannot stand like when the government is trying to dictate what how we wear and it's just like especially with black men too so you're trying to say with a black guy with a ski mask like are you trying to stop also to like people viewing right stereotype too hot take like, and a lot of the black men i know they are not hard right they're they wearing that shicey just to wear that shicey so don't even bro don't even you're not about that life <laughs> So, Gifty, since we're coming to the end here, you know, um, the last um segment I would have is an eight saint question. Um, it's usually something like I'd be thinking about in the week that appeared. So I listen. I watched this guy. His name is Funny Marco. I don't know if you know Funny Marco. I think that he he's like he's not a comedian. Like he, he don't like to say that he's a comedian, but he does like funny skits on Instagram. Okay. And now he has a show called Open Thoughts, and he has okay. celebrities in yeah, yeah, and he makes just funny like jokes and um. Lately, I've been watching him because I didn't realize how long he's been in the game. Like, all he does, like, during the COVID gifty, he will go up to people and just make funny skits. Like, he would be like, I'm about to smack you. And then the guy would be like, yo, what are you going to do? And it's funny because it's like their reaction to it. You get what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, like, Funny Marco really had, like, a really, like, start. Because if you look at his old videos, you're like, wow, like, Mm -hmm. he looks so different. So, you know, I got intrigued. So, I'm watching an interview. And one of the interviews, he said, yeah before when i was doing these skits and stuff like that i wasn't living to survive now i'm living to live Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know that that statement kind of hit because i'm like wow like because 
I guess the asing question is, do you guys out there feel like you are living to survive or you, you're just living to live right now? Do you feel like you have like that will, the free will to just live and do what you want to do? Or do you feel like you're constantly on the go to, to survive just to live? You know what I'm saying? So what do you think? Um, I feel like right now I don't have the luxury to live to live. I feel like there are so many things that, especially as a first gen, like the things that I'm the first in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I have to set that precedent, set that stage, set that um, platform for my brother and sister to be like, okay, she did this. Are you doing that for them though? Or are you doing it for yourself as well? I mean, like, and the thing is like, I will be honest, I'm doing it for them. Like, I don't, I don't take time to really think about me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that like, yes, I'm getting a degree to get a job, but like, it's also like at any moment, I got three jobs. Like I, I, I'm working these amount of hours, going to class right after, doing this, and you know, like even as really, like you have certain like requirements and stuff like that, and you know, places make it hard for you to do anything outside of that. And so I'm like, right now, I feel like I can breathe a little bit because of the fact that like I'm graduating, but I do think like for most of my life, I've been in survival mode. Of trying to just get to the next step, trying to get to the next thing, trying to get to the next whatever, because it's like I always said, like if I waited for the world to even the playing field, I'd still be in the Bronx. Mm. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. Cause like it's like you know, so like I feel like once you get out of New York, you realize like wow, there's like outside of here, and it's like even going back there is like you're going back into that tunnel hole. Yeah. Cause even Soldier Boy, he had a. I was watching a clip where he said like. Like, I have to be a billionaire. I have to meet, keep making more money. I don't care if I have $4 million in my bank because it's just like I don't ever want to go back to the place right. I was raised from. How it was. Like, the, he's literally chasing and chasing just so, you know what I'm saying? Because anything can be stripped away from you. It doesn't matter how much money you got. Like, he, I mean, what's his name? Kanye was a perfect example of that. He was a billionaire one day, and then he became back to a millionaire and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, I feel like right now I'm living to survive. To, I feel like if I have to constantly like do stuff just to make my life easier, you know what I'm saying, and not think about anything else that I like, like my hair or like nails, you know, or like, you know, things to better myself, mm -hmm. but things to just make sure I keep going and live another day. That's how you know you're living to survive, which is a crazy statement, you know, and then people don't end up being able to survive. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's why people go into drugs and stuff because it, it got too much. Surviving is not that easy. You know what I'm saying? And so I guess it's for people out there that like, if you're if you're like me and Gipsy, who's right now living to survive, I just want to say like, you got this. Like, I know I say this a few times on the pod, but like, I don't know what will we'll Gipsy say about the, like the tricks, the tactics to survive. I think when you have that agenda, that like that end goal of like because funny marco he he was living to survive and then he was able to reach his goals and stuff like that and now he's just living to live now right i feel like once you get into the goal of like you know at that point you're going to be able to be content and stuff like that you got it you know what i'm saying you just have to co continue to get to that point mm -hmm. and then you can actually relax i mean i hope you relax and stuff like you know, that i think people always speak about like like people, like, cause I, I think I have this. I had to my son as soldier boy. Like my freshman year in COVID, I moved 
to um to apartment building in DC and I was living paycheck to paycheck, not even paycheck to paycheck. I was surviving off of CVS frozen meals. And I told myself, like, once I get like a real job, I'm never, I will never ever let my bank account see that ever again. And so I'm like, every single time that like money's an issue, like my anxiety goes up, all this other stuff, because like I don't have that safety net that like other people might have. And so it's like those like tactics, I think like just like breathe, just like, you know lean on your your village and if you don't have a village especially if you guys are in college i think like find somebody that will help you see but that's the there's thing. a lot of people that don't understand people like me in new situations you get what i'm right? saying right i understand that part but like there's also like for example there are services like there's 24 7 people people who are there 24 7 you call just tell them everything you're going through and you just you know and i know like there's a stigma right people that, like social media and like but these are anonymous people these are like people you will never see ever and like i know there's a like, stigma with mental health and especially in the black community and stuff like that but like i'm not ashamed to admit that like my anxiety sometimes makes it hard for me to exist it makes it hard for me to want to get out of bed it makes it hard for me to want to put myself first and put myself forward and what i i think that like people you know, start doing because I there was one point in time where I had zero friends on this campus where I had literally nobody to talk to that I would go back to my room and just lay in my isolation and I don't know anybody out there if you want to pray to God or if you want to you know just figure out a way because the thing is like once you get stuck in that it is hard to get out because you find because as, as as isolating as it is there's a comfortability in that isolation that you never want to like dive deep into because once it's time to get out of it you might not get out of it because you're so used to like now being really alone that like you don't want to yeah. go, go back into the outside world and like face other people you get what i'm saying so you know th- um this kind of wraps up ain't saint podcast episode 14 appreciate you gifty for coming in stay tuned for episode 15 guys make sure you like comment and subscribe um also to happy holidays i hope you guys are blessing mariah carrie out there ariana grande out there oh they just had a special i don't know if you guys saw it i saw that on tiktok kiki palmer oh oh there was a kiki palmer special christmas she sang she sang a song that was like yeah um kiki keep a bag palmer because she on everything right now oh yeah no nah, like kiki is a different uh, situation <laughs> i'm talking about um jennifer hudson um ariana grande and um, mariah carey they did a they concert did, like they did the concert? Ma- yeah the oh. madison square Garden. i don't know if it was a concert but it was their song um it was a good christmas song i forgot it was really good won't you come make it mine yeah that's crazy oh yeah that's the song that's the song so um i hope you guys are blasting christmas music in the morning and um until next time thanks you guys for listening in bye guys